Welcome to Lift Your Legacy. My name is Jacob Rupp, father, husband, and rabbi. And each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you unlock your inner potential and create change that will impact the future. Thank you for listening, and let's get to it. I interviewed Lori Thomas-Ross, who is the web marketing therapy expert. She runs a marketing company, an agency that helps business owners and companies sort of diagnose what they're doing and get an effect. And she's extremely focused and helpful. It's it's so interesting because she really combines you know, like therapy in the sense that she takes the time to really understand the problem, you know, chart the solutions, understand where we're going for and, and, and the different strategies and marketing. How do you get your message out there? How do you better understand between the two people. She definitely comes from an educational standpoint. She teaches a lot. And so while this world is difficult for a lot of us to understand, and while there's all kinds of stuff going on at all time, Lori slows it down and really helps us understand what to do, how to figure out what we want, and then how to go forward. And I think that's absolutely crucial because While there are millions of things you can do, and that oftentimes creates a lot of overwhelm, what you should do usually starts with being a lot more introspective and figuring out, what do I need? What do I want? And and that's exactly the approach that Lori deploys in the work that she does. She's a published author. She's writing another book. She runs a very successful marketing company, and I know that she has a ton of value to deliver in this. Interview. Lori, before we jump into the, the the weeds about how marketing can be done, how marketing be, could be done not in a stressful way, which is which is shocking and interesting for me, um, tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how you got to where you are today. I'm a completely accidental entrepreneur. I uh, started out working in um, retail management, high-end um, luxury brands, and got recruited, like truly plucked out of my job in retail. And over the years, I mean, it, the whole web world is still fairly new compared to other marketing industries. And so as I went in, I started as a seller of online media, then I became a buyer of online media. and then I got asked to teach and it was teaching that gave me this insight. I would have students that were entrepreneurs, business owners, startups, and I was so enamored with them. I, I wanted I wanted to help them and they were taking my material and they would come back week after week in class and go, Lori, we got this done and this is great. And then I'm in corporate and it's like, oh, let's have 27 more meetings to do best practices. Or I'm like, ah, and, but I just, I love entrepreneurial spirit. I love the creativity, the lack of the glass ceiling. And it never occurred to me that I could be one. And then it took one of those, just I hate my job kind of jobs that made me pack up my box and my red stapler from office space. <laughs> and I went home and I'm like, I'm going to start my own business. And that was it almost 15 years later. That's outstanding. One of the things that comes across besides your enthusiasm is this idea of therapy in conjunction with online marketing. So tell me a little bit about that spin there and why you think that it doesn't have to be stressful and and painful. I'm one of those people that thinks marketing is so exciting because, well, first of all, let me put my educator hat on. The true academic meaning of marketing is maximizing exchanges. That's what it means. Textbook definition. If you break it down even further, it's maximizing relationships. And there's, here's my, here's my digital marketing cat. It's maximizing relationships and it's relationships with prospective customers. I mean, the great thing about web marketing is you can have a whole relationships with someone before you even talk to them or before they even put an item in the cart. And 
So when I started my business and it was called Lori Thomas Web Marketing, very creative. I think someone asked me, so who do I send the invoice to? And I was like, uh, fake it till you make it. I'm like, Lori Thomas Web Marketing. <laughs> and my clients kept calling me their marketing therapist. And that's where this whole concept of web marketing therapy popped in. And I mean, I get the calls of Laura, I got to get on your therapy couch. Or let me tell you, my website guy, he's holding my, my site hostage. He says I owe him $7,000. I don't know what's going on. And so I found myself just breaking down what seemed to be stressful. And then we'd have these marketing breakthroughs. And so I bought the domain web marketing therapy. I sat on it for two years. I had people in my industry and I'm originally, I, I started my business in Santa Barbara, California. I'm an Atlanta girl now, but I had business people that I just adored in Santa Barbara. They're like, Lori, you can't say you do marketing therapy. Like no one, no one's going to like that. And I was like, but that's what we do. It's and through and the true, you know, the best, best, best type of therapy is the kind where you get well and you get off the couch. So unlike other agencies that are trying to sell you a website and then hold it uh, or be your social media agency for the rest of your life, I'm like, look, I can get in, I can diagnose, I can prescribe, and I can guide what you need. And sometimes it's us just putting a little bit of advisory or getting some employees at a, an organization doing a little better execution and all of a sudden we just go like this and then we're like okay we're good and they're like that's it we're like that's it and maybe in three years if you need us and we do have clients where we do full-fledged marketing management for but our approach is full-fledged empowerment no secrets no secret sauce expert advice damn good advice and and it should be a way that's like i don't work for I, i'm not selling a website or a service i'm working for the customer i'm on their side and i've been that person at the corporation where i'm getting pushed seo services or pushed whatever and so i know how it feels and so helping clients navigate that so that they're doing marketing that's on brand but also on purpose is just it's super rewarding so that that's very exciting um with with the plethora of stuff out there so it's you know for you you have let's say a a, a product or a service someone that is exceptional or hopefully good at one thing and then the end of this world of marketing of social media marketing there's seo there's website there's you know click funnels there's instagram there's so many different things so when you're looking at someone like that and helping to you know devise a strategy what are some of the questions that you're asking yourself that you're asking the client? Well, most of our new client onboarding process is, is, is an audit where we're getting under the hood, just like a doctor would look at blood work and really go deep. We go deep and that can be talking with employees that can be looking at other vendors. I mean, we've had so many experiences where the vendor goes, thank goodness you're here because we've been trying to tell the client this and look at this thing. And we're like, that's amazing. And they're like, Right. And we're like, um, that's amazing. The client's like, oh, you think so? We're like, yes. So we come in and we look at the website. We look at email marketing. We look at goals. We look at ad spend, um, often traditional marketing, PR people. I love PR. Not that I can do it, but I love the whole concept of leveraging that PR content for SEO and for credibility. And in can, I stop you, can I stop you on that and just ask you a little bit more in, in, in details in terms of that? What is PR from your perspective and how does that work in a marketing in a marketing sense? Uh, public relations is the act of getting media. Uh, it could be being quoted in a publication. It could be being quoted in a blog post. Um, it could be print, traditional. When I say I'm not like a PR per, I, I, my, my biggest claim to fame is I did get a client a two-page color spread in Ink Magazine once. Um, and that was through an online PR thing. 
and it was one of those just brilliant matches. Um, but I'm not an agency where I can promise you I can get you in Vogue magazine. That's a different type of PR agency. Um, but I look at PR and now with social media, the lines blur. And so I love to come in and, and collaborate with that PR person and go, Hey, what do you need to get better PR? And the PR person goes, the website, I don't have a news page. Let's make you a news page. Or, you know, I've gotten the client in Inc magazine. Well, great. It's nowhere on the website. How do we leverage this? We need to blog about it. We need to do all these things. You take uh, really like the project, which is what we help kind of define. It's the diagnosis. Um, the prescription is, is really the, um, I would say the, the process. And as we guide, it's the systems. And often the systems become things that we leave the legacy at the organization and the team continues to do. But it's like, what do we do with these things? And so, yeah, we look at the click funnels, we look at the ad spend, the PR, all of those things, just like in health, right? Like if a doctor, if you come in, you're like, my wrist is hurting me. And they're like, well, let's put a bandaid on your wrist. Or actually let's talk about how do you sit at work? What are you eating? Are you hydrated enough? This, is, this stuff's all connected. And so while um, it's great to specialize in things, part of our process, like actually I'm giving a talk in uh, Miami next week where I'm going to talk about how we collaborate with other SEO firms in this particular niche because there are certain things where we just say, you know what, based on what you're saying, you need this firm. And we're going to help you find the right firm to do that. And so, um, again, it's a really different approach, but it's very holistic. Everything is connected. And if you can elevate certain areas and things that might be bringing the whole process down, everything gets better. So that, that's, that's fascinating. How did you find yourself with this holistic approach, meaning that was this accidental? Was this after kind of, you know, seeing the entire specter of the marketplace said, this is really where my genius space is or... Like, how, how did you arrive at it? Because I feel like what you're saying is very unique because everyone else is pushing, let's build your YouTube following. Let's, you know, all of these things, which, which on the, on the client and, you know, the client's like, well, sure. I'd love, you know, 20,000 or, you know, hundred thousand views on YouTube. Um, but not really understanding how does that fit into my website or my Instagram strategy? I, I think some of it is that I just care. Um, okay. the other part is that I look at it as a business owner and, it's about the need to haves first and then the nice to haves, right? In psychology, there's Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you need your basic needs met first. If someone comes to me and says, I, I think I need video, I'm like, okay, well, let's discuss that and let's break it down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, before we do all this visibility stuff, we got some credibility issues. We got to address before we drive traffic because that's going to impact your sellability. Uh, my agency operates under a five-factor framework. It's credibility, usability, visibility, sellability, scalability. When I was writing my book and I wrote the McGraw-Hill 36-hour course to online marketing, I had all my chapters, I was ready to go, and I found everything started. Every, every concept had a lot of the same principles and I had to stop and rework. And I had an introductory chapter that just said, okay, before we go into all of these tools or channels, understand that here's this holistic approach that all of these can do. You know, you, if you want to build visibility, let's make sure that all the other pieces are, are working so that, so that you're really getting um, the maximum result. And you know, it's, it's the advice, it's the advisor in me. If, you know, if, you know, someone came to me and said, Hey, I'm thinking about buying a new house and I'm $200,000 in debt. I'd be like, is that really a good choice? It's the same thing with marketing. It's just common sense. Uh, you know, I, I really need to build my Instagram followers. Okay. Why? 
Well, because I went to a conference and I heard Instagram is where it's at. Okay. How's business? Lori, I have more business than I know what to do with. Okay. Um, let's, let's look at, um, it, it's just looking at it. Everyone has a different, uh, we have different industries. Um, certain industries might be more active on Twitter versus Instagram. There, there's so many pieces to the puzzle, but yeah, as, as far as my process, it's really just helping organizations make smart decisions so that they scale, so that they, you know, eventually move up to self-actualization, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, so that they're getting um, in investing, not spending, but really investing um, in building. It's just like a good stock, right? All, all these small steps compound. So, so that, that's that's a fascinating idea. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is, and, and this was a concept that, I think very few people in the in the I guess you could say the media space are discussing. But I heard Gary Vaynerchuk say something about how you know you'll find these early adapters on any different platform, and, and their timing was w one of the major factors that made them big. That by the time everyone else was signing on to YouTube, these guys had been there for three years. Mm -hmm. um, and he was saying that you look at new technology as like waves coming onto the shore of an ocean, and it's like, well, if you miss that wave, that's okay because there's one behind. So whereas we get a lot of frenzied, you know, you got to build this today. It sounds to me like you're saying that there are basic fundamentals that have not changed over the entire landscape of your business. And you don't feel any kind of this like urge to have to stay on the cutting edge because the, the fundamentals of business and marketing are not going to change. Is that, is that a fair assessment? It, it's, it's a, it's a like 90%. Yes. Yeah. So the classics will always be there. Um, great language, consistency, branding, all of those. And yes, you know, if Instagram has new trends, like right now, it's all about the stories. You have to stay on top of it. There's an art and there's a science in web marketing, digital marketing. There's also a heart, you know, and that's like my warm fuzzy, you know, where I, you know, if I'm talking with like, you know, um, more techie industries are like, oh God, did she just say that? I'm like, yes, like I'm talking about love here. You know, why do you do what you do? What do you want to help your audience understand? And then that meaningful messaging gets applied to the technology and the latest trend. But no, I mean, I don't, I don't stress out. I have an amazing team um, where we're always talking about things. And one says, oh my gosh, you know, here right now, it's like uh, voice activated search is like the latest thing we're geeking out on. So yes, but the classics of marketing are always there. And what happens is I do see a disconnect where everyone's like, there's the tool, there's the tool. I'm like, I'm up, let's better get our feet back down on, on the ground. And let's invest. And also, we've had clients where they will cut certain channels. They're like, I can't keep up with all of the messaging here or there. And okay, well, if we can't quantify or it's not working, let's kill it. They're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. I'd like you to see, like, we can do that. Yeah. I, I love, I love this sense of, of of power that that you have behind sort of the way that you advise businesses. How did you cultivate that level of? stability, I guess, in yourself and, and as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, how do you kind of keep cool when there is a fair amount of instability out there? Uh, as a company culture, we're very healthy. We're about getting our sleep and taking care of ourselves. And physically, you're very healthy. That's, oh, that's my, my doctor might think I could do some things to improve, but for, for you know, it's very much in line with our values as an organization. We all work virtually. Like right now, I'm talking, my cat's in my lap. Um, my daughter's upstairs playing. We all live in places that are meaningful to us and our families. And so, it, I mean, I will, and it's pretty funny that I built my business with like high powered alpha male 
dudes like that were always coming to me the marketing therapist and so I had to go eye to eye with these guys and like yeah you need good food in your stomach and you need a good night's rest but it is funny um, I, mean, I think a lot of it too is that we're all pretty self-aware people uh, when I do these marketing audits I often preface it with I am known as the marketing therapist right you know I get paid to be good before I get paid to be nice during this process there might be things you disagree with or that you question um, things that might frustrate you um, and that's okay and if in it if you need to project that anger at me I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend that but it's not my first rodeo and I've done a lot of self-work and I understand that that's part of and I and I explained that growth is not something you do with a cup of hot cocoa in a blanket. It's not like, ooh, I'm growing. Mm. It's like, no, it's awkward and it can be annoying. But when you have a team that's got your back that can say, you know what, hold that video investment. If you're not in the mindset to do that, let's parking lot that for a few weeks. It's like, we're just, we're just on the client's team or and there's times when we need to push them. Okay, you're getting too comfortable. We need to go that next level or your headshots look like they're from 1990. You know, yeah. and, and it's that tough love advice. So may, maybe my long-winded answer is that uh, my brand has really helped me. Um, it, it helps set the tone of what they're going to get. You know, I mean, I, I'm not a, a large person, but you know, like I, I, can, I, can, I can take on some large personalities yeah. because I'm the marketing therapist. I'm not an internet marketing consultant like everyone else. I've, I've differentiated our, our approach and our values. Um, and I'm really big with digital marketing. You have to voice the three Bs. You have to voice your value and your values. And so I would say I wouldn't, I don't know if I could go through and. You said there was, you give me two Bs. Is there a third one? Voice, you, you're voicing your value and your values. Voicing values and values, okay. Yeah, and it's important for us to work with, um, I mean, we work with passionate professionals. We work with people that that are really in it to win it. And they're not like, hey, I want to sell 50,000 widgets and go public tomorrow. I've done that. I'm good at it. I hate it. No, I'm not my thing. Why? But someone who's like, look, I'm a trial attorney because, you know, it's something I, you know, witnessed as a young child or this is really important for me to help people and this is why I do it. I'm like, okay, I can get on that team. Um, but it's primarily the organizations that uh, we're supporting are, or they're, and they're all experts in their field in some respect in all industries, wellness is health, it's education, finance, but they're people that are really genuinely caring. And that's not something we overly promote on our website, but somehow I feel like it's our values as a team that is somehow bringing that and also repelling people that are like, I don't want therapy. I'm like, good. I, that's great. Well, we've just saved each other a lot of time. How did you develop this sense of self-awareness? Because I think it's it's very, it's refreshing in a lot of ways to see that you as an individual can show up as yourself in a marketplace, even if it's like you said, dominated by alpha, you know, personalities yeah. or whatever it might be. So how did you find that that inner peace or sense? Uh, it's... It's a journey and you're, when you're an entrepreneur, you're always paying attention to what is working, what's not. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I don't, I just don't know how I couldn't not be true to myself on a daily basis. And the reason I left the confines of corporate hell was because I wasn't like all the other kids. And while I always left 
corporations on great terms and have stayed in touch with people I've worked with and worked for. Um, it just wasn't my bag. Like I wanted the flexibility and I feel like especially because of the flexibility that um, our type of company culture provides, I really feel like it has allowed not only myself, but my team to really grow into who we are because we don't have that, I got to be here till 6.30 PM and then I have to be at this meeting. It's like, I got to be at my son's event or I need to be at this event. You know, one of our web lead taught spinning for years. He's an avid cyclist. Um, one of my employees lost 30 pounds a couple years ago and went on this amazing health journey because that's what she wanted to do. And, and that's where your authenticity comes through. I feel like you just need that space to do that. It's amazing. How self-aware do you find, you know, this idea of giving the audit to the client, how self-aware do you find, I know it's probably on a spectrum, but are people aware of where they are or how things are going? Or do you find that most people are fairly unsure, as, at least from your eyes as a, as a, as a marketing therapist, you know, what, what they need and where they are in their business? Most organizations are aware of what they spend and what they're getting. Uh, and a lot of organizations are digital marketing organizations. They provide reports, they have check-ins, but they're looking at one piece of the puzzle. Like I was on the phone with someone last night and he said, he kept saying, SEO, SEO, I'm not number one. I'm not, not, not. And I said, well, is this, what, what's this firm doing for you? Crickets. I mean, he, he just, he couldn't even answer that question. And that's where we come in. It's, it's like, okay, like, it's kind of like I could, I could cut my own hair but that would be a really bad idea. It would probably look really bad. I go to a professional. You know, if, if I need a trademark attorney, I go to my guy. He's amazing. I don't do it myself. Actually, I tried to. It was a mess. Um, but that's the thing with digital marketing. You can't expect to be an expert in email and website design and analytics. You just need someone to come in and not only touch it, make the recommendations, but educate you. And that's the process. Um, and so I will say most of the organizations, they're aware of what they're spending, what they're doing, and to some degree of how it's working, but often not how it's all connected and what untapped opportunities there are. I mean, gosh, I mean, I was in Los Angeles so many years ago with a client, and I said, what's this book? This is case studies. No, 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 Lori, that's print, he says. I'm like, this is gold. This is hundreds of pages of love letters that I could be putting on the web to build your search optimization. Oh, and I'm like, good thing I showed up. Right. So I love that kind of stuff where you know you, you can use things that you already have. It's the California girl in me. Like I love recycling. It's great for the planet. It's great for your digital marketing. And so it's just having a having that fresh set of eyes come in. Um, and in a way where we're not pitching anything. We're not like, oh, and we're going to do this. Yes, if you need the training, and yes, if you need someone to maybe get you through hiring the next firm or something, we absolutely can do that. But empowering the client is, is the, the key. It's absolutely the key. You, when you say empowering the client, what, is, what does that mean per se? In, in, in an ideal sense, you know, I know that education is such a, a crucial factor, but do you see ideally that your clients are doing their own marketing or that they're able to tell their story in a compelling way to allow someone like yourself or a PR person or someone on their team to do it, to do it well. It's all of the above. So uh, on our website, webmarketingtherapy.com, we have a logo. It's a, it's based on the defunct psychological myth of the phrenology head that uh, personalities lodged in the brain. And not only do we leverage that for, you know, the therapy isms, but it's looking at this puzzle and someone might come to us who might be a web liberty. 
you know, who's built a great brand and could put on Instagram, I ate cardboard for breakfast and everyone's like, yeah, I like it. I love cardboard. What? You know, and, and that person comes to us and says, okay, here's what I've got. And I need to sell. I'm, I'm trying to make money selling sponsored posts. Then we're going to look at that puzzle. Someone who says we run a medical firm, we've got six locations and here's where we're at. It's a very different puzzle that we're, we're putting together. Um, it could be the solopreneur or the organization with 200 employees. Some just come to us and say, our marketing team needs a couple hours of a workshop and they just need to be educated. They need to be empowered and they need to laugh a little bit. I'm like, great, let's do that. And then we come in and we get out. Um, and so that's where the whole like diagnose, prescribe and guide comes in. And, and, uh, and, and that whole, the whole marketing therapy process came about because everyone that we were working with when we were Lori Thomas Web Marketing, it was so different. They're like, well, what's it going to cost? Well, it, it just depends on what you need. And, and that's where this whole process of really getting under the hood and, and breaking, you had to break things down before you have those breakthroughs. Amazing. I know you're working on your second book. What, what did you miss in the first book that you're talking about in the second one? And, and specifically, and, and you mentioned this, you know, that, that having a book is similar to having a child. I, I have four children, but I haven't birthed any of them. So I, I, I can, but, but raising them is enough of a challenge, I guess you could yeah, say. Right? Um, so, you know, clearly it's a labor of love. What is the desired outcome of the book or what's like the main gap in the market? Because it is such a busy space where people are putting out so much content. Why the book? And what specifically do you want the reader to walk away with? I want the reader to walk away with a self-help guide, with something that isn't full of you should do this or that, but, but breaking it down in a way where they're like, oh, okay. I'm figuring out, like, here's, here's where I'm at. Here's where I need to go. And now I'm clear on the steps in a logical order of what my need to haves are, what my nice to haves are, um, in a like chill the beep out kind of way where it's it's you know that this isn't people there's in this digital marketing world so many people are, are selling you know buy this you need paid search your site has errors on it you know for SEO you know it's like no it's like fear based marketing so. What does someone need to know so that they can navigate hiring the right vendor? So if they decide based on their personality, and that's what the web marketing therapy book is going to entail, is not just what the various opportunities are, but based on your personality, what's going to work best for you? Some people are really comfortable on camera. Some are more comfortable doing podcasts. Some don't do either or. Some are have so many ideas, but they don't have the bandwidth and they need to hire a copywriter to get those ideas out. And so it just helps break out the process. And the difference between web marketing therapy, which is the upcoming book, and my McGraw-Hill book, is that this is, it's, it's more of a like don't stress, self-diagnose, um, definitely more of my voice, I think, um, where the other one, as an educator, it's a great book. I mean, even all these years later, while some of the, um, references may not be relevant because the book's almost 10 years old. It's still a book that can give you a really good overview. Uh, but web marketing therapy is definitely in alignment with our agency's philosophy, with my approach, 
breaking down this five-factor framework that we do all of our optimization under and giving someone the keys really to what we've built over the 10 plus years that we've been in business because not everyone's going to hire us and I want something where someone can say, I heard you at that talk or I listened to this podcast and I'd like, I'd like to do this on my own. Um, just like I've done what I've done on my own, it's really wonderful. I love to teach. Education is everything. And so I just want to have a really nice piece that current customers can reference that anyone can learn from. What you, that's, that's fantastic. Um, one of the things that I, I, I want to raise my hand three times, you know, I, I love doing videos. I love doing podcasts. I, I have a lot of ideas. So all of those things, you know, definitely, definitely resonated. And I'm going to be watching when the book comes out. What advice would you give someone like myself that has a thousand different ideas and a thousand different thoughts and, and does enjoy doing a lot of different components um, in order to streamline and to be most effective? First breathe um, and, and always celebrate what you've accomplished. You know, that's, that's such a, an overlooked process in the entrepreneurial. I mean, the, everything takes work and everything you, it, it's so beautiful when you're able to look back and go, wow, I've done my 1,000th podcast or I've, I've got five years of blog posts. That's so great. Um, one of my favorite things is if I have a client, let's say I might see a media query and I go, oh, so-and-so is the perfect person to talk about whatever it is. I can go to his or her blog, I can search the blog, um, pull the content and go, oh, da, da, da. and the journalist goes, thanks, and the client gets the media mention, and I'm like, uh, and so, but that's the beauty of how this stuff can multitask and how it can work even when you're not physically working. Uh, I'd always say, look at what your assets are, look at what you've built, understand where, you know, what's working, and then also look at um, you know, what are some of my untapped opportunities? You know, I mean, we all stay on, on top of blogs and, um, you know, various industry trends. And then looking at who you are, where you, you know, what your niche is and where you want to go. And then it can be, I mean, it can be as simple as, gosh, I'm going to Google some, some Instagram articles and do a little more with that. Or, you know, I could take my podcasts and put them here. Or, you know, maybe I'm going to hire a virtual assistant or an intern to help take some of those entrepreneur excellent quotes, like the, the Lori-isms or whoever you're interviewing, and that's an Instagram post, you know, um, you know, whatever it is, like one of my favorite sayings is, and it, I can't take credit for it, is um, do what you do best, have others do the rest. Those, you know, those things can become inspiring messages on Instagram. Uh, like recently we're geeking out on Linktree right now. It's the, you know, it's a way to have multiple links on your Instagram profile. And so it's always looking at small steps. So that'd be my final advice is just remember that small steps compound to make a big difference. And it, it doesn't have to be this massive thing. It's, it can be leveraging what you already have and just adding that next cool thing, you know, so you're just doing this all the time. Amazing. Lori, thank you so much. Please tell us how people can find more about you and your company. Awesome. Uh, webmarketingtherapy.com. You can Google us, um, Lori Thomas Ross. Um, also easily searchable. I always joke that you can look at my history of hairdos over the years. So while, while you're searching, um, LinkedIn's a great way to search and find me if you want to reach out to me direct. Um, there you have it. I appreciate it. There you have it, folks. Another inspiring episode. If you enjoyed this, I ask you to please share this with your friends and to like us over on Rabbi Rupp through Facebook or on YouTube. And the more that we're able to get these important messages out, the more that we can really make an impact in the world. So I encourage you, please, to stay tuned 
Uh, We have a ton of amazing speakers coming up and also to tell your friends about it. Thank you very much.